You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hello, hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here, and you're listening to a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast. This is episode number 108, just so it's easier for you to find the show notes at datamusic.com. And my guest today is Sius Polinski, who quite a lot of you already by now, I'm pretty sure, know as the rock star advocate. Sius is a mindset coach for musicpreneurs. She works with musicians and um, music industry representatives, uh, people working at record labels, management companies, and so on. She's got this unique set of skills uh, as someone who has worked in the music business for quite some time and then uh, having a degree in psychology. And uh, she helps um, her clients uh, find this uh, work-life balance and manage their time better. This is something that we'll um, talk about on this very show. So uh, be sure to check you out at therockstaradvocate.com. And uh, yeah, I hope that you enjoy this uh, very show. We talk about, uh, uh, obviously, time management tips and um, finding this uh, balance and uh, maintaining a healthy, both mentally and physically, lifestyle as um, as a musicpreneur. This is an extremely important topic uh, applicable to everyone, no matter what uh, you do exactly in music, uh, you have to take care of yourself and uh, you'll hear some very specific tips on this show. I hope you enjoyed and before we get there, just a quick reminder that I keep delivering some cool stuff at my Patreon page. Uh, patreon.com forward slash andreapanov. I deliver uh, patron-only exclusive uh, podcast episodes as a part of the secret Music Growth Talks feed. Uh, I've started uh, delivering some text lessons there as well, so go check it out. It's just one dollar per month for uh, become a patron if uh, you uh, want to uh, learn more from me, and uh, thank you. Excuse, welcome to Music Growth Talks. Um, excited to have this chat with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I I love what you're doing, and and I'm just really excited to be a part of it. Awesome, thank you. And uh, you are doing quite a few interesting things for musicians. So, uh, do you mind sharing uh, sharing with us uh, your journey in brief, like a short version of uh, of your background? You've been uh, doing quite a few things in the industry and have experience working at uh, major label company essentially and uh what you are teaching musicians from what i can tell you've been there and experienced quite some challenges that artists experience these days yourself so tell me a bit about how you came to be the the rock star advocate yes sure so i started in the music industry about 15 years ago And I did start at the major labels. I worked for Atlantic Records, and then I worked for Astroworks, which was under EMI. And I did not like it at all. It wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I I didn't know if you're not a musician, what else your options were in the industry. So I left the labels, and I started a, 
consulting business with my college roommate. And at first we were going to be a record label. And then we changed to a consulting firm and we helped musicians with their marketing and their promotion and their autobi—you know, their biographies and stuff like that. And that just really wasn't scalable for us the way that we had set it up. So we eventually decided to part ways and I went back and got my master's in psychology. We were both music industry students in college at Drexel University in Philadelphia. And I went back and got my master's and I realized that this is what I really love to do. I love to find out what motivates people. I love to find out what holds people back and how to get them motivated. So about four years ago or so, I started the Rockstar Advocate, and I'm a mindset coach for musicpreneurs. So whether they're musicians or managers or they work at labels, I help them figure out what their goals are and what's holding them back from reaching those goals, and then we develop their next steps. I focus a lot on productivity. I teach time blocking and how to you know, stay on track and, and get everything done because we're all wearing so many different hats. We all have so much to do in our career. The music industry asks a lot of all of us. So uh, my main mission in this industry is to help bring down that overwhelm and that confusion that so many people feel. And so that's what I've been doing, and it's been uh, pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, what you, uh, these kind of services uh, or, or help is very needed in the music industry. It's quite a mess, I, 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 from what I can tell, uh, with, I mean, time management, productivity among creatives and e people in the industry, in the music industry in particular. I know quite a few people who are good at that, and I know a lot more people who are struggling to get important stuff done. And uh, yeah, lots of musicians go through lots of pain because of not meeting their their goals. So it seems like a very right and good fit. And like overall, it's not very popular to talk. Well, now it's getting more popular, but traditionally people haven't been talking about the mental health of people working yes. in the music industry or for going to late night gigs throughout the whole weekend just because you need to see some bands playing live and then walking crazy hours throughout the, the the rest of the week is not exactly great for for your health and and right. for your head as well and yeah so do you see a shift in that area like do people genuinely like understand better that they need to treat their, you know, commitments and their workflows differently? Yes, for sure. I mean, when I first started my company, it was very difficult to market it because I think it was so new for the music industry. But I saw plenty of mindset coaches out there in all other industries and nobody really knew what to do with me. And I wasn't really sure how to. I knew that there there was a need for it. I had plenty of clients in my prior business that needed this sort of help, but you can't force somebody to get help if they don't know, you know, if they can't realize that they need it. So it was very difficult in the beginning to get, you know, for instances, to get music conferences to agree to put me on a panel or to let me speak and spread this message because it just, like you said, it wasn't something that was being talked about. I would say in the last two years, there's definitely been a shift for sure of people getting more comfortable talking about it. I know I would definitely 
say that, you know, all across the globe, in many countries, the political shifts that are happening and, you know, the uprisings and the, you know, challenging the status quo and everything that's been happening in politics affecting just people in general, let alone just musicians. And, you know, there's been just a shift with people all around the world feeling fed up, feeling tired, feeling stressed out for many different reasons. And I also think people like Ariana Huffington, who, you know, wrote this, the sleep revolution book, which is amazing. I encourage everybody to go read the sleep revolution, but she's done wonders for a lot of different industries to, you know, allow companies to let their employees go take a nap or go work from home once in a while. You know, I think all of these shifts are kind of happening simultaneously and that allowed more people to say, okay, you know, enough is enough. I'm burnt out. I really can't do anymore. And so there's got to be a better way. And so I've noticed a lot of my peers in the music industry have been able to get on this message with me. And, you know, this is being talked more about at conferences and this is being talked more about on podcasts like your own. And, you know, it's definitely a lot easier to get this conversation going these days. And I, I think that's wonderful because it is truly important. And you had mentioned too, with the amount of sleep we get and the amount of stuff that we put on our plate. I, I'm born and raised in New York City and that's definitely, you know, it's just in our DNA to work, 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 work. And right. I came to a point where I was really sick of the sleep shaming. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is going to a networking event and, you know, you say, oh, I'm so tired. I only got three hours of sleep. And then somebody else says, oh, well, you know, I only got one and a half hours of sleep. And it becomes this bragging thing like, well, I clearly want it more because psh, you're lucky if you got three hours of sleep. And that's not what that means. I think, you know, it's important to get a full night's sleep so you can be at your best. And too many people force themselves to stay up because they think it proves that they want it more. And then they're exhausted and they're not at their best. So, you know, I, I, I want to change that conversation. And I think a lot of people are taking that on. And I think a lot of people are making that change. And that's been really wonderful to see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we're, we're all, uh, in the music industry and supposed to be happy just for the fact that we can work full time in the music industry. And then maybe it's affecting some, somehow that's unhealthy attitude towards, um, towards uh, work hours and so on. But I'm absolutely with you on, on what you just mentioned. So as a side note, what's the name of the book you mentioned once again? Oh, sure. Ariana Huffington, who founded the Huffington Post, she wrote The Sleep Revolution. Right. And uh, uh, any other, maybe two more books you would recommend? Maybe something you've read recently that uh, you would really recommend to musicians to read? Sure. Um, a book I read a while ago, but it's still very relevant. 37 Signals wrote a book called Rework, R-E-W-O-R-K. And it really changed my whole yeah, perception. It's of, an amazing book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's quite short, uh, and, and, yeah. but it's so to the point. Yes. And so many of the short books are. And, the, and then the last book I would recommend is, all, is even shorter book, and it's called The Four Agreements. And that also was a book that completely changed the way I looked at how I approach things. Great. Yeah, thank you. We'll definitely check the first and the uh, third one myself. Haven't read them yet. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. So how about the... So now, like we talked about (laughs) what we probably shouldn't be uh, uh, doing or how we shouldn't be approaching health 
in the you know in the music industry overall so uh, a rock star and you have rock star uh, as two words for but you have it in the in the name of your company and it has these you know specific associations when when uh, you talk to someone outside of the business and mention a rock star they will probably think about you know someone who just doesn't exactly have a very healthy lifestyle so a proper successful musician a rock star of 2018 or not only how does such a musician look like what's their schedule so maybe a bit of a idealistic you know uh, image but sure. how would you describe a successful music premier sure yes i i love that you brought that up yeah in in the name of the rock star advocate there's a slash between rock and star and the reason i did that was because i wanted to emphasize it's not like as you had said it's not rock star like you know doing drugs and drinking you know to all hours of the night on stage it's you know it's about being that rock for yourself being grounded so that you can be the star so that you can rise to you know those goals that you set for yourself so that was the thinking behind creating that name for my business the rock star advocate because i want to help people stay grounded and stay centered so that they can achieve their goals so yeah it was a little play on words with that and you know i love that you said the rock star for 2018 it's like yeah the the new wave the new ideal that i think we should all be looking towards is really just a balance of work and life and i think it's incredibly hard within the music industry in particular to find that work life balance because even in other entertainment industries like acting for instance you know acting you're you're becoming somebody else and you're saying the words that are on the page and as i'm sure it means something and it's and actors are very passionate about their work it's still there's another level of vulnerability when a musician is singing their own songs that they wrote or they're you know emoting this you know when we sing or when we play music it's almost like an out of body experience and so it's a bit more vulnerable and emotionally draining <laughs> and cathartic and all those other wonderful things but it's a lot and so in the music industry i think it's hard for many to separate you know what's work and what's life because music is my life and it gets a little confusing for some but i think overall it comes down to you know you need to have a life outside of music in order to stay inspired in order mm -hmm. to you know you know if you're going to reach your goals who are you going to celebrate with if you haven't seen your friends or your family in months because you've just been you know working on your record so i think it's important to make sure that you're balancing out the time you're doing your music to the time you kind of try to shut it off a little bit and go go enjoy life go outside for a walk go call your grandma who you haven't called in forever go you know write talk with a, a friend or go grab dinner i think it's important to get out of our way a little bit and take a deep breath and realize that you know our goals will happen they're not going to happen overnight so you might as well take some time to enjoy you know where you are right now and and celebrate the small wins and keep yourself motivated because if you want a career in this industry i mean that's a long term thing right it's not a quick win it's not getting you know it's not a one and done thing so you have to build it And so you have to give yourself time and you have to pace yourself. It's all about consistency. It's all about slowing down and making sure that you're reflecting. Uh, that's something I don't see a lot of musicians doing enough is really reflecting on their goals. You know, they make them and then they just blindly try to get there without saying, well, has my goal changed? 
Has my situation changed? You know, do I need to tweak that goal? Do I need to realize that I found a different way to reach that goal? So always checking back in with ourselves. You know, that is ideal. You know, taking care of ourselves, getting that six to eight hours of sleep every night. I think that is really what it's all about because as fun as that rock star life is and being out on the road and having those crazy nights, yeah, you can have those and have fun. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to come back to your routine, come back to that structure so that you can have those fun nights for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. And I can see where time management fits into all of that because if you uh, want to slow down and have more sleep and uh, and just uh, hang out with friends more and do all uh, the, the fun stuff and to get inspired, you want to ensure that the time you spend on doing the work is properly optimized and that you focus on the important uh, stuff here. Uh, so uh, you've already mentioned some of the things like time blocking and so on. Uh, any simple tips that our listeners could implement in terms of how to get more out of the limited amount of hours they have in a day to get work done? Yeah, sure. So my, my three tips that I usually give out are, number one, avoid the purse curse. And I call it the purse curse because any women out there, and maybe some men too, will know what I'm saying, that when you get a bigger bag, you put more stuff in it, even though you don't need it. So, you know, we could probably carry around just a wallet, but we'll get this really huge bag. And then we'll say, oh, well, you know, maybe I might want to change my shoes throughout the day. So let me pack an extra pair of shoes. And oh, maybe there's this really big book that I might read at some point when I'm out during the day. I probably won't, but I can fit it in. So let me put my book in there and let me pack some extra food. And, you know, and we just start to fill the bag because there's space. And that's what a lot of us do when we get those planners that have those, you know, lines all the way down the day for like every 15 minutes you know, they have those lines so that you can make appointments. And instead of just, you know, writing down three main things that we want to get done each day, we fill it just like that's why I call it the purse curse. So we fill those all of those little lines that are in those planners. And we fill everything throughout the day because we figure, well, there's a line for it. So I should be doing something during those 15 minutes. And we underestimate how long it takes to do something. So we think we plan in a perfect world rather than in reality. Yeah. So we figure, well, I, you know, it only takes me uh, 20 minutes to get to work. So I'll just schedule 20 minutes to get to work. And then at the 25th minute, I'll start doing A, B, and C. And that should only take me 15 minutes. So then, you know, at quarter two, I will start doing, you know, and we, we just do that. And we don't schedule in life. We don't schedule in time for traffic. We don't schedule in time for tech issues. We don't schedule in time for somebody calling us and they need to talk to us right at this moment. We don't schedule in time for, oh, I need to go to the bathroom or grab something to eat real quick. You know, we don't schedule that. So we plan out our day, we fill it up to the max, and then life happens. And at the end of the day, we look at it and we say, well, I only got five things done and I wanted to get 15 things done. Well, now I feel like I failed because I got less than half my my anticipated work done. Where if we didn't do that, we were more realistic with what time we have, then we would put maybe three things done that we really wanted to get done today. And we get those three things done, or maybe we even get two of those three things done. And we say, wow, I got the majority of my list done. I feel great. This was a great day. So it's about being realistic and keeping ourselves 
motivated rather than judging ourselves for not being superhuman. So the first thing is avoid the purse curse. The second tip I would give is monotasking. So we're all used to multitasking where we're doing a bunch of things at once. And we think that, you know, we'll get more done if we do that. And we we feel superhuman when we try to do that. But scientists after scientists has proven that we cannot multitask. It doesn't work. Our performance suffers from it. Our results suffer from multitasking. So doing one thing at a time, it doesn't mean you can't switch your focus to something else, but that means you shut it off, you know, in in another place. So, you know, you can do multiple things in a given afternoon, but only do them one at a time. Don't be writing an email to a client while you're on the phone with somebody else. Don't be, you know, writing your next blog while you're also listening back to your track to see if, you know, you like the take that you did in the, in the studio, you know, do one thing at a time, do it well, finish it, and then move on to the next thing. And my third tip is microtasking. So microtasking is taking something and breaking it down into itty bitty little steps. So if you've got something on your to-do list that hasn't been getting done and you keep looking at it and it just sits there, it's usually because it's too vague and we don't really see steps. We just see a thing or we see an end goal and they're not actual tasks. So if you have something on there that says, you know, post a YouTube video, well, that's vague and there's so many steps involved in that. So try breaking it down and saying, you know, figure out what what's the topic going to be? Do you need to write a script for it? Do you need to at least outline it? Setting up the, you know, the camera and the lighting, you need to write a caption for it and figure out, you know, what you're going to write on social media to promote it. You need to come up with, you know, those hashtags and stuff and, you know, all those little things that are involved in getting a, a video up on YouTube, you have to edit it and all of that stuff. So when you break it down, instead of saying, well, I don't have you know, three hours to get a YouTube video up today. Okay, but if you have 10 minutes, you could write the outline or you could write the caption or you could, you know, write out and schedule some of the social media posts. So you can start to see rather than saying, oh, I don't have time for that. You have time for a little bit of it. You have time to start get the ball rolling. So, you know, doing that helps you start to chip away at something that's kind of just been looming (laughs) and sitting on your list for forever. So those would be my three main tips. Yeah, excellent. I really like this and uh, have been trying to implement all of them, but uh, it's an ongoing challenge. Uh, Really big on on the monotasking thing. I mean, it's difficult when you have a lot of of things to do, but it's uh, it's just incredible. Anyone who's properly intentionally tried that uh, knows how great it feels to just get into the flow state and focus on one thing at a time, even if initially it seemed like a routine, routine task. So you, at the beginning, you mentioned um, Planner. So uh, tell me about the, the Planner that you've got that you are selling from your website, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. The Rockstar Life Planner is available on Amazon. There are two versions of it. My very good friend, Alyssa B. Jackson, and myself, she's an actress. And I'm in the music industry and we, uh, we've been friends for about 15 years and we realized that there weren't any planners. We're, we're very big on planning and there weren't any planners that fit what the way we 
needed it to fit. It didn't, they, you know, again, they had those 15 minute increments that drove us nuts. And for what we needed in terms of social media and planning out our newsletters and, you know, all these different things that you're contending with as a, as a musicpreneur, as a creative in general, there's a lot of stuff that you have to do all the time. And you have those planners that, you know, maybe they have a motivational quote here and there, and that's wonderful, but there was no real guidance on how to reflect and how to take a break and look at what you've planned out and see, does this still make sense for me? Do I need to change something? So I have been creating templates for a couple of years for my clients when, you know, they needed to figure out what to post on social media. I would make them, you know, a template to help them schedule their social media. When they needed to manage their finances, I'd create a template to help them manage their finances and all of these different things. So I had all of these templates laying around. And the two of us said to each other, well, why don't we take these templates and make a book out of it and create the planner that we would want to use and create a planner that um, has guidance about reflecting and implementing self-care and slowing down and only scheduling three things to focus on each day. And to, as you had said uh, wonderfully, you said, you know, I don't always monotask or always microtask. I teach this for a living and I don't always do it, right? But that's the ideal. That's what we want to work towards. So we have pages in the planner that help you reflect on that. How did I do this week with monotasking? Or how did I do this week with my fan engagement? And it's, it's more about, we explain in the book, it's about acknowledgement rather than judgment. Mm-hmm. You want to acknowledge what you can work on, but you don't want to judge yourself for it. You just want to say, okay, this week I didn't do it, but next week is a new week. And I can, you know, now I know where I want to put my focus. So with the Rockstar Life Planner, it's a weekly planner and the two versions, one is dated for 2018 and one is undated where you write the dates in yourself. We found from, this is our third year publishing it, and we found from our consumers that they felt some people wanted the dates in there because it kept them motivated, it gave them some structure, and others wanted to kind of start and stop whenever they wanted to. So whatever works best for you, we have those two versions up there. If you Google on Amazon or if you go to my website, therockstaradvocate.com, you'll see the the page for the planner and there's two different versions. One is undated, as I said, and one is dated, same exact book. And we walk you through your weekly plan. We walk you through how to create your plan and then how to reflect on it and revisit it at the end of every week. We also have a space in there to reflect on your months and to plan out your whole year in general. And we suggest doing it in pencil because um, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to plan out my year because what if it changes or what if I'm wrong or what if I want to give up a certain goal and and change my path? And that's okay. But if we don't think about where we want to be, then we can't really work backwards to figure out our next steps. So in the planner, we walk you through that whole process. We explain why it's important to start with the end in mind and then work backwards to figure out where you're going to start. And It's been going really well. People, we've gotten some really great feedback from people and uh, we're excited to work on the 2019 planner soon. Excellent. Yeah, sounds exciting. I'm linking to everything in the show notes. So it's really easy to find uh, the links from there as well, from uh, both to the page for for the planner on your website and uh, direct Amazon links. And I like how it's, uh, you know, a physical proper book uh, and not just, you know, a spreadsheet because 
We've tried so many times to implement different <laughs> kind of content calendars and systems because I'm like I'm passionate about creating systems myself and different mm-hmm. uh you know platforms of, of sorts for musicians and I know 1% of that as I've worked with who are, who like spreadsheets. I mean everyone hates spreadsheets. No one really works with with these things unless it's a really neat like online platform but even then it's really difficult to get them to actually get into the habit of using it while the physical book usually from my experience even with just books about music industry for example they i see that artists kind of react better to i mean from my experience this is very biased i think it's a it's a really smart idea to make it a proper physical product um, yes absolutely you know we we do have an e-file available on our site for people that want to buy it, but we don't ever promote it because, you know, people had asked for, you know, please, can you have an app? Can you make this an app for us? And we looked into it and it was, what was really interesting was the people who hadn't bought the planner yet wanted the app, but then (laughs) the hundreds of people who had bought the planner and we polled them and we we surveyed them and we said, would you prefer the app? They said, no, I, I've really gotten, you know, better at writing it down and, and it helps. I mean, studies have shown that writing things down, just the, the muscle memory that it uses, you actually reach your goals faster when you write mm-hmm. them down. So we made a decision to purposely not do an app and not really promote the e-file because it's not as effective. And we want our, you know, we want the people who, who buy the planner to get the best results they can get. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And quite smart. Hey, one question. Uh, have you I mean, something that I want to start doing but haven't gotten into it yet and but I've heard a lot of benefits of free writing, just, you know, writing the journal in the morning or just anything really uh, just to clear up your mind. Have you, have you tried or been uh, recommending any sort of journaling of free writing? Yes, absolutely. Um, and we also have space in the planner for that as well. But we, we definitely recommend journaling, whether it's in the planner or in your own book, to really do that even every day. That's a practice that I know a lot of uh, successful people have used to, you know, just let yourself write, you know, set a timer for 10 minutes and, you know, just write. And I think that's really important. There's an artist, Karina Karina, who's a very good friend of mine. And when I did my Musicpreneur Mindset Summit over in the States last year in September, I had her do a journaling workshop. And the reason that that was so important was because she explained to people what her routine is with journaling every day. It uh, really got her focused and it really was able to, it helped her songwriting, it helped her motivation, and it just helped her mindset overall because she was able to purge. It's a therapy all of its own. And she was able to purge a lot of ideas. She was able to get clear on stuff that was maybe uh, all jumbled in her head once she got it out on paper. It really is a wonderful exercise. It doesn't have to make sense. It could be stream of conscious. You don't have to be perfect and spell everything right. And, you know, it's just for you. And it's just to let out your thoughts and and getting them out on paper is a really powerful thing. So I, I certainly, no matter where you write it down or what you do for it, I certainly recommend journaling on some level. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'll give it a try <laughs> myself. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been trying, but it's yeah, definitely uh, hasn't become a habit yet. 
Cool yeah. stuff. Can you tell us a bit on, on what other like things you are doing? There is the podcast also, the blog. I you, you haven't mentioned all of it yet. So we're linking to everything in the show notes once again, but just kind of wrapping it up and for those listeners of ours, uh, and I'm uh, my assumption is around 100% who will be interested in learning more. Well, at least 90%, let's say, because probably 10% of our listeners already think that they are great at uh, <laughs> productivity and managing their time. So where can we find out more and uh, maybe yeah, a few words on what you're working on this year? Sure, absolutely. So everything really uh, can be found at therockstaradvocate.com. I have a weekly podcast called the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast, and I focus mainly on mindset, you know, really on uh, different tools and different tips you can use to get focused work through certain roadblocks. I talk a lot about family and relationships and how that affects, you know, what we do and how we stay motivated. And I also, like we've talked about the Rockstar Life Planner, um, I'll be getting ready with Alyssa to create the 2019 version. And I've just been really um, doing a lot of work with uh, different collaborators. It's been really wonderful. I'm By the time uh, this is airing, I'll have uh, launched a video course with Steve Palfreyman from Australia, the founder of the Music Launch Hub. We're very excited about that, and we'll be doing some other collaborative efforts throughout the year. I'm working on projects with Ariel Hyatt, which have been wonderful, and we're just getting started together. We've got a few more things in the works for this year. And I just really enjoy collaborating with different people in the industry where we're bringing mindset to different areas like social media management and strategies and, uh, you know, album releases and things like video promotion and doing your music video and how to plan out that. I mean, I really have been enjoying bringing mindset and, and time management to all of these different avenues in the music industry. So that's been really great. And for me personally, what I offer with my business is I work one-on-one -on -one with people who want to get better at time management and get that structure in their day. I work with musicians from all over the world And I help them, you know, figure out their best, their best self. We all have a personal rhythm. And so one person's time management schedule or, or strategy isn't going to work best for somebody else's. I think it's yeah. important that you find what works for you. So I help artists do that. And I also help bands. I do a lot of team mediation. So any bands out there that are feeling like they're not on the same page or they're feeling like there's a lot of tense, you know, underlying things going on within it. It's almost like a family. I also do work with bands as well. So that's basically what I'm what I'm focused on and I'm I'm having a great time on it. So if anybody needs some help or some clarity, they could check out the website and uh, I have a lot of free resources. The Rockstar Collective is a free group on Facebook where we all come together and just support each other, hold each other accountable and uh, just celebrate each other's wins when we have them i think that's really important so yeah that's awesome. that's where you can find me lots of good stuff uh i'm encouraging everything to check at least some of that out whatever feels uh most relevant and uh, looking forward to to the upcoming courses and projects uh the collaborations you mentioned definitely interesting uh, projects out there So uh, thank you. Thank you for everything you've shared today with us. And uh, yeah, keep it up. Uh, keep 
helping musicians. I really like how it feels like you're you, you're working as some sort of a family therapist. Uh, uh, you just mentioned working with bands. I can see how you can save bands just as you would be, I don't know, saving couples. It's really important. We need your work in the music industry. So thank you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have you again on this podcast sometime. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to share with your listeners. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Yuz, and thank you all for listening. Uh, go to musicgrowtalks.com or datamusic.com and find the show notes to this very episode. It's number 108. And uh, yeah, definitely check out all the links in there uh, to the books Yuz mentioned and obviously to the planner and to the podcast. I absolutely recommend subscribing to it. Uh, great, uh, inspiring and insightful short episodes um, out weekly. I'm leaving it to you here. Go uh, check out uh, Sue's stuff and uh, I hope you will start treating uh, your health and uh, the way you schedule your day a bit differently after hearing this episode. Uh, let me know what you think uh, on Twitter at MetroAndrew uh, via email uh, metaandrew at datedmusic.com or andrew at wispin.co and uh, in the comments on SoundCloud as a review on you know Apple Podcasts um, and so on. I will greatly appreciate any feedback from you. Thank you for listening. Until next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.